Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. We have gone past the half-year mark into uh, the new year. So we, our theme for this year is to love our neighbor as ourselves. And uh, part of loving our neighbor is to be able to live in a good relationship with people. And oftentimes, we cannot love our neighbor because there are so much inner strife within us that resulted in conflicts uh, with people. And uh, the last time I shared with you that even as Christians, we need to enter into the rest of God, trusting in Him, trusting that He will work things out for us and we depend on Him for our acceptance, for our love, for our self-worth, for the significance of our life, and, and, and so on. Okay, so uh, when we truly trust in God, then we, we are rest, well, we rest in His uh, peace and rest in Him. But uh, we all know there are so much contradiction that is in our life. We are supposed to, um, because of what God has done, we're supposed to thank Him and praise Him. But oftentimes, uh, our hearts are being defiled because of anger, because of hurts, and, and, and that resulted in bitterness from within us. So out of our mouth come praises, but also out of our mouths there come a lot of negative things, complaining, murmuring, curses uh, that, that flows from our life. And uh, so those are the contradictions that uh, we experience. And the root cause of it is because of bitterness in our hearts uh, that has... Uh, defiles us. Let's look into the book of James. James chapter 3, verse 9 to 12. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praises and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce uh, fresh water. So we know in the natural, what is being described here would never happen. You know, if the source of the water is salty, the water that comes down the stream will be salty and uh, it will not uh, be otherwise. But yet, in our Christian life, what the Word of God is saying, out of our being, our well-being, because of what Jesus has done, because of the love of God, what should come forth should be praises 
and thanksgiving. But yet, we see that uh, curses, complaining, murmuring also come from the same mouth. From the same mouth. So, uh, this thing should not be, should not be. And uh, this is a serious warning for us because later on in this message, you will hear that when we do that, we actually, or we have already opened up our hearts to demon spirit working in us. That's how serious it is. It's an amazing way Christians spirit fill someone out of our innermost being could come curses, could come, you know, bitter, uh, bitter roots that defiles our spirit man. So, so bitterness defiles the heart. Bitterness comes because of offenses that comes to us. And Offense will take place in life. You cannot avoid it. But God has given us the resurrection life. God has given us His grace so that through it, we can protect our hearts. We can rise above all this kind of setback, this kind of hurts and, and uh, frustration and still flow with thanksgiving, still flows with uh, praises unto our God. And uh, sometimes bitterness may not be because of what others have done. It's because of our wrong perception, misunderstanding of what others are trying to do. And so often it's, it's just a tiny problem, but because we took offense and we harbored that bitterness, and as a result, it becomes, it, it defiles our heart, and, uh, and the enemy is able to come in to our hearts, even though we are Christian. So it's very important that we must not harden our hearts, we must maintain a heart of humility, brokenness before the Lord, a heart that is filled with Grace filled with the Spirit of God so that we can overcome all the problems that we are facing in life. And, and, and definitely they are there. And then, if we harbor that bitterness, it becomes, it continues to grow and it becomes bitter roots that is inside of our heart. And sometimes things happen and the problem is not with the issue, the problems that is before us, but rather because there is a root, there is a bitter root due to past unresolved uh, anger and hurts and bitterness. So there is a root that uh, 
causes our reaction at this present uh, situation. So bitter roots resulted in bitter envy. Let's look at verse 14 of James 3. Verse 14. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambitions in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. So if we harbor the bitterness, the anger and, and, and that is within us, it will result in bitter envy. Bitter envy means we want to compare and compete with the person that we are angry with. Not necessarily trying to, well, it can be trying to outdo the other person. I actually have seen someone who tried to do that because there was so much bitterness and anger uh, and this bitter was there a long time. So this particular person is trying to outdo the other person to prove that, to prove the other person is, is not good. But there are others who are not trying to uh, outdo the other person, but they use their words to put down the other person. You know, so there's this bitter envy, there's this competition, there's this comparison that is there. So, so, so you see a lot of people, they are angry or bitter against the other person, they begin to talk bad, they begin to put down what the other person has done. This is worse than, the, wow, they are both the same actually, you know, compared with the one who is trying by the action, to outdo the other person, but the motive is wrong. The motive is out of bitterness. And on the other hand, these people, out of the same bitterness, begin to put down others through their words and through criticism, through uh, sometimes slandering other people. And the Word of God says, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, selfish ambition. When the person is taken over by bitterness, all they think about is themselves. They don't care. By doing so, they do harm to the body. They divide the body. They create such disharmony in the fellowship, they don't care about that because it's all about themselves, selfish ambition. Again, you know, I, I also went, uh, went through that kind of experiences with people. You know, they are there, they 
they begin to ridicule you, they begin to criticize you, they begin to attack you, they, and, and, and slander. Because they begin to be very suspicious what you didn't do, they begin to accuse you of doing. It's all self. It's all trying to protect themselves and trying to preserve whatever self-worth that they have, which is, of course, not too much. You know, if you really know your self-worth, you don't do this kind of thing, right? So they want to prove that they are better than others and uh, the person that they're angry with is at the wrong, they're at the right. And uh, so this, this is what bitterness will do to you. And uh, let's read on. Verse 15, such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Such wisdom. That means a person who is not sanctified in the mind, a person who doesn't really want to follow God, they think what they are doing is right because they have earthly wisdom. This is what people in the world is doing. Right? If you are in a marketplace, if you are in a big company, you know the politicking, you know the rivalry, you know the slandering, the, the, the you know, that could be there. I'm not saying it's, it's there all the time, but I'm saying it could be there. Because people think that that's the only way, that's a worldly way of getting ahead of others, climbing on top of others, getting what you want. That's the worldly way. But unfortunately, Christians, spirit-filled Christians, those who claim to love God, those who claim to serve God, they are doing exactly the same thing. That's why the Bible says, out of your, the same mouth, there come praises and curses. This thing should not be. It should not be, but it happened far too often in churches. Okay, so to the Christians who is in the flesh, even though they claim to be filled with the Spirit, in the flesh, what they do, they don't think is wrong because it's, there is wisdom behind it, except this is earthly wisdom. The Bible says it's unspiritual. Unspiritual. So we've got to be careful because a lot of times what we have is earthly wisdom. We think we are right. But it's unspiritual. It's against God. It comes from a defiled heart, a heart that is filled with bitterness. Bitter. That's the real cause of why we do such a thing. So it's earthly, it's unspiritual. But how do we know whether the wisdom that we have is from God and not earthly wisdom? The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
So if what you do resulted in righteousness, that means it benefits, it's good to the people, to the church. If what you do brings about peace, it brings about unity. You know, you're willing to deny yourself. You're willing to suffer. You're willing to take the shame. You're willing to be unjustly treated. Why? Because you want to see peace prevail in the, in the church of Jesus Christ, among your cell group, among uh, uh, the fellowship. So what you do is beneficial. What you do brings about unity, brings about peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, when we are doing something right, something good, it brings about joy. It brings about strength. Added strength to the church, to the fellowship, to the cell group. So when we produce this kind of impact, this kind of result, you know you're moving in the Spirit. You know you are doing something that benefits the kingdom. But if what you do brings about division, if what you do brings about you know, anger for, uh, and, and, and further hurts to the body of Christ, then it is earthly wisdom. It is unspiritual. So that's how we can judge whether what we do is really from God or really is from the flesh, is from earthly wisdom. And... Uh, that is not the worst of it. The worst of it is we open doors for demons to come in. It says here, this kind of wisdom is demonic. Demonic. That's how dangerous the, the defiled heart is. So don't take it easy. Don't take it for granted if you are harboring bitterness in your heart, anger and you know, unresolved emotional issue in your heart. Even though you're a Christian, demons are working in you. Look at the fruits. Look at what you have done. What does it produce? Does it produce righteousness, peace and joy? Or it produce division, you know, anger, it weakens the body of Christ. Is something that is wrong. So demons are ready to come in to seize opportunity and begin to bring damage uh, to the body of Christ. So it says, where there is envy, For where you have envy and selfish ambitions. Envy, just now we talk about you compare yourself with others. You want to raise your own uh, profile, you know, and uh, selfish ambitions, you don't care about the damage it will bring to the body of Christ. And, I, and believe me, I've seen it all. I've seen this kind of people, they don't care. They are, you know, you, you'll be just wondering, what kind of Christian is this? How could Christian be like this? 
Well, Christians can be filled with demons. That's all there is. Right? So out of the mouth, praises and curses come forth. It shouldn't be, but it is a result of defilement in their heart. It's a result of uh, bitter roots that dwells in us. So, we talk about the fruits of what we do if it's in God, if it's in the Spirit, if it's in the kingdom, it will produce righteousness, peace, and joy. But the wisdom, the demonic wisdom, the fruits of that comes from this kind of demonic uh, activities, it brings about disorder. Let's look at it in verse 16. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you'll find disorder and every evil practice. Disorder. God is a God of order. He's not the author of confusion. Their authority, their structure that God has built within the body of Christ, in society, wherever you go, this they are structure that God has established. But demons will try and bring disorder, confusion, and destruction. You know, look at the riots and the kind of demonstration that is all over the world. You can see there's so much confusion and, and disorder in society because demons are, are coming in. And then with disorder, then you have rebellion, destruction, disunity. But when the kingdom of God is working, there is submission, there is obedience, there is respect and honor because there is love, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say, when demons are working, there's every evil practices, all kinds of evil uh, activities, evil demons working, and there's no limit to it. All kinds. So demonic forces are behind some Christians. And that's why you are shocked at times. You know, how could it be? We wonder, how could a Christian do that? And sometimes it's a warning to us because it can be so deceiving. I remember dealing with this particular person. Oh, the person boasts about, you know, I use my money to this, do this ministry and so on. And yet, I'm not appreciated and the person begins to, uh, that's what they perceive. Because they're there to gain approval of people by what they do. They're not there to minister. They're there to gain approval. And when they didn't get it, or in a way that they wanted, wow, there are so much anger and bitterness. So they're, they're there to... Uh, to do whatever it takes to destroy. 
you know, those seemingly uh, standing against them or people who are standing firm on the truth to expose the deception and lies that's going on. And, and they are just there, you know, to want to bring about this, this destruction, destroying even, even if possible, the church. They don't care, right? So there are every evil practices when demons are, are working. And we see in uh, Peter's life, when Jesus wants to uh, go to Jerusalem to suffer, to die on the cross, immediately Peter rises up to oppose him, even rebuild Jesus. Why? Because Peter was functioning on earthly demonic Wisdom, earthly meaning, oh, he has a heart for the Lord. He didn't want Jesus to suffer. And in his human understanding, Jesus said, you mind the things of men. In his human understanding, he's trying to protect Jesus. But that's earthly wisdom. So demons came in through that earthly wisdom. So Jesus rebuked Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. So can you see? Here is earthly wisdom and demonic wisdom uh, coming, working at the same time. So that is a, a clear example to us what earthly wisdom can lead to because it opens doors for demons to come in. And uh, That's why when demons come in, there's no limit. No limit. Uh, the word God say, every evil practices, there's no limit to what the damage the enemies will want to do. In the Bible, we have different examples. In King Saul, when anointing the Holy Spirit was taken away from him, a demonic spirit come and trouble him. And because of that demonic spirit stirring in him, there's no limit to what he will do. He will keep pursuing David, the one who is anointed by God. He will keep pursuing David day and night. Even though David was fighting for him, David was helping the nations to... Uh, to be set free from the Philistines and, and the oppressing enemies. But King Saul has no limit in what he will do to David. He wants to kill him. And uh, because of that demonic spirit that is stirring in him, that's working in him, And uh, Judas is correct, the disciples of Jesus. When he gave himself out of uh, greed, gave himself to Satan for Satan to use, 
he betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And I look it up, that 30 pieces of silver is only worth 120 days' wages. Four months labor, and because of that, Judas is carried. So Jesus betrayed Jesus for four months of, of uh, wages. We are talking about when demons are working, there's no limit of what they will do. They will go to the length and breadth to want to destroy the church, want to destroy you. And that's we, we see in this case. And uh, so we, we, we really need to enter into the rest of God where we draw from Him, draw from Him for our love and acceptance, for our significance, for our um, self-worth. You know, we just trust in Him. We just look to Him knowing in Christ who we are so that there is no inner strife, no, no en envy, no comparison with others, no... no there will be no trying to get others' approval through our action, to our ministry. No. Because we realize all the inner needs that we have, it can only be met by Jesus. So we keep coming to Jesus. We keep receiving from Him His grace, His mercy, His righteousness. So we're not there to prove ourselves. We're not there to show that we are better. No. But we're there to live out what He wants us to live. So we rest in Him, enter into His rest. And there are problems that arise when we are hurt, angry, frustrated, whatever those kind of problems that is there, it will be there. But we will not be drawn into that. Rather, we come back to our source again, coming back to Jesus again, and allow Jesus to minister to us, allow the resurrection life of Jesus to come into us so that we raise above this. We share in the suffering of Jesus and we enter into His rest, just trusting in Him. Otherwise, otherwise, remember, we want, uh, uh, we must be warned. Uh, demons will come into our life. Demons will come in to defile our hearts. In fact, the Bible says, uh, let me get it for you. Uh, it says, do not deny the truth. Okay, when you are uh, here in verse 14, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Do not boast about it. Don't think that you're so good, so right, and so keep defending yourself. 
thinking and not listening to people. And then he say, deny the truth. There are people who are suffering on the inside. They are hurt. But when you talk to them, you know, they say, well, I'm nothing. I'm okay. But actually, they are allowing the, the bitterness, the anger, and, and that kind of defilement begins to churn on the inside, begins to grow on the inside until it becomes a bitter root, until it becomes so defiled that, that it brings such damage to the fellowship, to the church. So do not deny the truth. If you're suffering, talk about it, open up your hearts. Be willing to be corrected. Be willing to listen to people. At the same time, be able to share what you have and resolve the, 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 the issue and do not allow bitterness to dwell in your hearts. Resolve the issue so that God's kingdom can reign in your life. So righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit will just be your portion and you enter into the rest of, of God. I hope this message will help you to see this common problem that, that, that is in, among Christians. And, and we've got to be warned. We've got to realize demons are working. Demons can work in our life. Demons can work in our emotion. But we don't need to allow them. You know, we, by the grace of God, by the resurrection life of Jesus, by entering into the rest of God, we can overcome this. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the light that comes from your word. Indeed, we are warned and we know the danger that the demons are looking for opportunity to work among the Christians, to bring about destruction, to destroy your church, to hinder your kingdom. And Lord, we, we have no part in this, but we want to arise and be the people of God. We ask that you will cleanse our hearts, that every bitter roots be pulled out from our life tonight, that every unresolved emotional problem, hurts, anger, be removed because of your grace, because of your love, because of your mercy. Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts so that we will move with your heavenly wisdom, knowing that in Christ we can enter into your rest and enjoy your peace, enjoy relationship with people. Let righteousness, peace, and joy reign in our hearts, in our life. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again.